Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. so bad hey church planner this is Pete mitchell and this is peyton jones and we're just sitting here trying to figure out all the different ways we can make money they don't involve the church planner podcast yeah no you have to cook that up it's not my gift i have to cook that up yeah that's you that's all you i think i have cooked that up that's my problem man i was actually thinking about this last night i was like Man, I I really I really enjoy doing what I do. Yeah, but I feel too, man. I, I feel no. Yeah, the difference is I have no eternal significance in what I do. You do. Well, you got me, and I can't make money at anything I do. That's why I got you. We're kind of like Pinky in the Brain. We're like we wake up every day, and our plan is to take over the world, but it usually fails. Your plan to take over the world usually fails. I'm doing pretty darn good over here in my little neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hey, need to stick with your plan. Welcome everyone to the Church Planner Podcast, where if you don't know what we're all about, we are about church planning in about yeah. 20 minutes. Before then, we got ourselves a little bit of smack talk going on. Yeah, we think about money, but we you know, we don't go after it. At least we not on this show. I've had a good month in January. You have. Is that why you pulled your tithe away from me? Was, no, was I pulled my tithe away from you. Just an excuse to pull it off the table. I you're pulled my tithe away from you because you're making fun of my new pastor. <laughs> you don't have a new pastor. I don't care what church you go to. I will always be your pastor. That's how this works. Oh my gosh! Hey, did uh, did you read that that new review that I sent to you? No. What do you mean? No, I sent it to what? you. Oh yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. You have to understand my week. My week has been the best and yet the busiest week i think i've had in a long time 
I the best part of the review was who it was from. Did you see who it was from? What is no. what his username on uh, on iTunes is? Yeah, you know what? I I don't remember it. I remember it standing out and laughing at it. But what was it? <laughs> Pants one. <laughs> I don't even know what to take from that. Pants yeah, I saw one. that and I thought he must be British because pants in British is like a, it's like a, 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 a an expression of that's ridiculous. So you just go, oh, that's pants. Okay, I'll take your yeah. word for it. So I figured pants one is it's got to be a British guy, but read it since it was a good review. I mean, we might as well gloat. I we have to gloat. So pants one wrote. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Yes. The smack talk was strange at first, but now I look forward to it almost more than the topic. And I can honestly tell you, Pants One, I definitely look forward to the smack talk <laughs> more than the topic. I wish I could see your face when you're saying that. <laughs> Peyton and Pete will make you laugh, think, and they'll motivate you to take action. Wow. No one's ever said I'd motivate them to do anything. So that's kind of cool. That's pretty cool, man. Everyone who calls themselves a church planner needs to listen to this. And I would also throw in there everyone who doesn't call themselves a church planner needs to listen to this. Absolutely. If you're a church wanting to plant or thinking about planting, this podcast is for you. Great job, guys. Pants one. We love you. Yeah, baby. That's all well, I'm saying. And wasn't the title of it, I only did this review for free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is okay that's what that is yeah the title is i'm rating this for free stuff <laughs> yeah baby so we got to send it what did what did we say we're giving out for free i don't even remember well we did a contest but that contest is over it was a 50 dollars contest i, I think we offered to give um taking no man's land is, is our uh our oh, downloadable ebook that you have to buy well pants one uh shoot me an email with uh from inside church planner magazine there's if you if you open up Church Planner magazine on your phone or on your Android, there's a little uh, gear icon on the bottom right of the screen. Click on that. There's a contact us link. You tap that. It's going to send us an email with your device token and we can give you a copy of No Man's Land for your free Ooh, stuff. Yeah. Taking No Man's Land. Yeah. And you know what? I'll even throw in the uh, the postcard report. I think that's 20 bucks. So, yeah. We'll throw that in as well. And we'll make this offer for anyone else uh, who gives us a review. We'll do that for you here. Let's we'll we'll give you a two week window. We know not everyone yeah. listens on Monday like us, but uh, you know, we'll give you yeah, a two Yeah, and week remember, window. we want your honest review, but prizes will only go to people that leave us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part is I didn't look at how many stars he left us. I just got an email saying, You got another review. Exactly. I just loved the name from pants one. So I did, um, I did some training yesterday, um, for Mac Lake from, uh, the multiplier launch network. He's been hired by Nam. I've been recruited in to be a part of his team. And, uh, but wait, and Nam's not part of Calvary chapel. I've been Calvary chapel for years, man. Like, well, I, I don't understand here. You're supposed to be sold out to the non-denomination denomination. <laughs> you know what here's the thing i feel like whitfield man all the world is my you know is my i pulpit. just find it so funny how um so many people are so sold out to their denomination like the ev free guys are sold out to the ev free the calvary chapel are sold out to the calvary chapel the uh baptist are sold out to the baptist 
And then there's like you who's like, I don't give a rip who you're with. I'm going with anybody. And I love that. That's hey, what I think you know about what? you. I, you know what I feel like? I feel like I just love the body of Christ. Like I get that you kind of have to like consolidate your efforts. What I love about Nam though is like they're doing this training and they're keeping two slots open every time they run this thing for uh, people from other denominations. Oh, no and kidding. I love that, dude. Yeah, they're so kingdom-minded. Like, I'm just we, digging on the Here's the thing vibe. That, that I thought was interesting. You and I have been doing the podcast for probably a year, year and a half. And I was talking with this missionary who I won't mention what denomination they were with. And they had just come off the mission field. And they're like, yeah, we were over in this part of the world because, um, you know, we felt God had called us there. And, and we were uh, trying to plant a church. And I guess it, it didn't take off or something like that. I don't remember exactly. And I'm like, yeah, so what, what, you know, why'd you want to plant a church there or something like that? And he goes, well, because there were no, and then he spat out his denomination. There were no blank churches there. And I'm like, like, I was totally thrown back by that. I'm like, who, who gives a rip what denomination? Because your denomination wasn't there. You're like, <laughs> well, we must plant here because our denomination's not here. I'm like, you know, I just, it was, it was, it threw me off. Because yeah, I'm no, so I not, get it. I, I'm not sold out to any denomination. This is what I'm loving right now about Nam is they're recruiting from outside of Nam. They just want to get the job done, and I think for this generation right now, like that, so resonates with where people are at that uh, they'll like share affiliation with people from from planners. You know, you you, you join the family. I mean, you got to join the family, but you can you can share affiliation. I mean it. It's just cool stuff, man. All all I got to say is that uh I'm loving this tribe that I'm with. I'm loving working with them. And uh and this this training I'm doing is just fantastic, but we have to create an environment which is really cool. So you got to like buy all these snacks and have tablecloths and you know, you, you you decorate the room. So I put motivational posters up. If you go to Twitter, you can see I put one about, you know, uh learning, you know, and then I put um you got to make them did you did you do the the anti motivation posters? <laughs> I didn't do the demotivational posters, but what I what I did is I did one, and it was really profound. It was like, you know, the capacity to learn is a gift, the ability to learn is a skill, the willingness to learn is a choice. That was one of them. So you know, that was kind of like you know, mic drop, ba boom. You know, you walk in, you got to learn. But then there was another one I put up that was the power of the force. And I mean, I drew a picture of Yoda. I didn't just quote Yoda. It was, there is no try, only do. And uh, and I drew a picture of an X-Wing. I mean, I went to town on that one. I had stars. I had planets. I had Yoda holding his cane. I had everything. He was shaking a stick at you, like, you I know, think kind of mad. I think you need to put up something along the lines of, I'm a pastor. Because guy who hits himself in the head with a hammer wasn't available. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why plant a church when you can hit yourself hard on the head with a hammer? That's I'm, that's that that's the quote from from Jump School years ago. Yeah, die hanky. Then the uh, the other one, um, the other thing that was really cool, and this was not my idea. I stole it from my counterpart. So I'm the West Region trainer, and there's a guy for the Midwest. He's based in Chicago. A guy named Charles Campbell, super cool. Um, but he he decided because he's like, hey, they want us to light a candle. So the uh, the room smells good, and we got to play music for when they walk in. You know, it was kind of like an atmosphere, and I really, you know, I like this. I'm, this is stuff I never paid attention to, but I I get it. 
And uh, so anyways, I had some Bowie playing, but I stole Charles Campbell's idea, not for a candle, no, no potpourri, no baby powder, no. I had a bacon scented candle. I don't even know how to. I, the room smelled like sizzling bacon. That's just nasty. It was awesome. I know everyone loves bacon, but there is a point at which too much bacon is too much stinking bacon. You know, I never eat bacon, and uh, I, I I rarely, rarely will eat bacon. I'm not. I'm not. I usually bacon offer cake. bacon to my Muslim friends, but it never goes over as well as I think it should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my Jewish friends. It's or weird. Yeah, I don't know why. But uh, pretty much, you know, in the Middle East, it just didn't go down well at all. <laughs> you go over there. Where's a Waffle House? I know I'm in Iraq, but I want a Waffle House with some bacon. It's, it's funny. This this I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, <laughs> I saw it on the news where they had guys who were like, uh, they had, um, I guess, martyred themselves, uh, jihad or whatever, failed jihad. And and what they'll do in the Middle East is the the Christians and the Jews will rub pork on them, because if you uh, if they have pork rubbed on their body, it apparently keeps them out of uh, out of uh, paradise. Honestly, I got to tell you, I had That's something, just a random factoid. You can drop. I it had something party. I really really wanted to say, like so bad. Boy, are my dogs barking. <laughs> My dogs are sure barking. Jeez, are you kidding me? Hold on. So anyway, now that the dogs are shut up, I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I don't either. It's been a couple minutes now. <laughs> Stinking dogs. I'm like, I was probably getting to some punchline about some joke. Oh, I know what it was. It was your, <laughs> it was your rubbing pork. <laughs> and all <laughs> I was thinking is, I, I really want to say something here, but self edit, self edit. If I don't self edit now, we're going to have a good chuckle and I'm going to have to go back and cut and cut it out. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I self edited myself. But, you know, I was actually thinking this boy, am I so glad that after I die, someone else can't control my salvation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a jacked up religion if you think about it. So I could do everything right, die. And then, you know, uh, my kid who I neglected by not taking him to Disneyland one too many times, you oh, know, rubs pork are... over my body and I'm, I'm out. I'm oh, out yeah. of paradise. Oh, yeah. You're, he's like, Dad, you never paid much attention to me. Rub pork on your body. I wanted a bigger allowance growing <laughs> up. I'm rubbing pork on your body. In fact, that would be my threat to everybody. I'd be like, look, when you die, I'm going to rub pork on your body. I'm going to your funeral and I'm going to have a pork chop in my pocket, but I'll have gloves on. <laughs> It won't affect me. I'm just going to throw it in the casket really quick and run. (laughs) Boys and girls, uh, before we get any further on our our totally non-being immoral, it's just not, that's not a PC thing to say. I wasn't saying you were being immoral. I'm just saying before we go any further, Peyton, why don't you tell them what today's topic is? Today's topic is ironically, Going to be strike teams. I thought you were going to say wouldn't seem to Muslims. <laughs> it's going to be uh, rubbing pork on your body as an evangelistic outreach. I don't even want to touch that with a ten foot bowl. That's all. It's going to be strike teams then. Okay, because I have no idea what strike teams is. Not that. Well, hey, then you're like everyone else listening to the podcast. Well, then let me just throw this out to you, Mister Jones. You know, as you say that. I'm so 
intrigued by what you could possibly be about to say. What I could be about to say is I've been noticing that we've been having a little bit of problems, if you will, with uh, getting all of the administration work uh, for churches done. In fact, I've got literally a stack of checks sitting on my desk here for Refuge Long Beach. If only there was a way that these people could tithe online or Mm. maybe via a text-based solution, our lives would be infinitely easier. That's deep, Pete. Is there anything that you know of along these lines? You know, if only there were. If suddenly we would say that and like the MoGiv genie would pop out of a bottle (laughs) and go, well, now there is. It's called MoGiv. It's the new easy and online system of giving. Try it now. And then he'd wink at you and go, blink. Just go to www.mogive.com forward slash church. That would be cool if he did that. And Mogive is spelled M-O-G-I-V. A singing genie. Dot com. Wow. Forward that slash. awesome. Church. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget about that part. You know, I always cut you off at that part. What I think is funny is... Uh, is you have to like we have to remember to tell everyone it's mogiv dot com like there's no e yeah it's not mogivy because because we've had people go hey I went to go sign up for mogiv but I couldn't find it yeah did you put an e on the end I did oh, there's your I problem. mean they're already abbreviating the word more by mo mogiv I mean you could you could afford to put the e on the end because you're not moregive dot com you're mogiv Ooh, what if you came out with moregive.com? Would that what be if better we started a business called mogive.com that had an E and we took all that money? Well, that would be cool. I think we've already talked about that. <laughs> I think that was like one why of our, our yeah, early again, podcasts. That's, that's one of our plans to take over the world. It failed. Why, why have we not done this? I think because someone else already owns it. And we'd have like a little like pop-up window. It'd be like, We'll make sure that your money gets where you intended it. And then the MoGiv genie would come up and wink. And it wouldn't be lying because it'd be like the MoGiv genie's winking. And winking's a way of saying, ha-ha, you know, I I didn't mean that. And then, you know, we could use that in court if we got busted. Am I making you uncomfortable now? No, you're not. But uh, anyway, on to more important things. So uh, anything that you want to share about Smack Talk or for Smack Talk this week? Because I do have something I want to share. You know what? Um, up to this point, I've been talking totally serious, and uh, I feel like you know I should probably have some smack talk, but I don't. I think so I think maybe ahead. you should talk about another funeral and really, really brighten up this particular episode. <laughs> hey, so I um, feelings alert, feelings alert. There are feelings coming. I would just like to say that uh, every once in a while, I invest in Indiegogo and Kickstarter campaigns. Much like some of our listeners uh, recently <laughs> invested in our Kickstarter campaign, and by recently I mean within the past year, and and, and I haven't told you yet what the movies are all done. What? Well, that's the I, DVD I've heard that forever. is in the mail. Woohoo! It's done, baby. I have to pay him now. Because did you see the uh, the email that I forwarded you this morning? I'm like, somebody's getting impatient. <laughs> like, they're, hey, this is a year late. Where's my Where's my DVD? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, he just emailed me this morning. He's like, okay, DVDs in the mail. Movies are all done. Awesome. So, Woo-hoo. 
Anyway, so by the way, those of you that uh, that participated in our jump school uh, for the videos, jump school videos, films, I guess you would yeah, call it's them. A series. Those of you that uh, invested in that, that, that's done apparently. Finally, like way late because the dude got famous and didn't care about our project anymore. Yeah. Can I use that excuse when I'm late to things? Hey, Pete, I'm late. I'm famous. Dude, you're always late to things. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can I use that excuse? So this right here, this is what I got to show you. This (laughs) is that (laughs) you don't even know what it is. No. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is called a rocket book. (laughs) Why are you laughing? It's so funny. Why are you laughing? I could make that in an hour at Staples. You don't know what it does, though. You don't know what it does. I'm sorry. (laughs) So this is a notebook called a rocket book. Priced just like any other notebook, pretty much, with a few special twists to it, which are really, really cool. So one, like, you can't see it because, you know, you're on the, the webcam, but there's these little things down here, these little symbols. There's seven symbols at the bottom, and I can, like, scratch them in with a pen. And what it does is I write anything on this page. And I snap a photo with my iPhone using their special app, and it will automatically be sent certain places. So this note will be sent to Evernote. It'll be sent to, like, I have oh. it sent, like, I'll write out tasks for my assistant, snap it, and it automatically gets sent to our Trello board, which is how we share tasks with, with each other. And it pops up there, and he's like, oh, okay, this is something else I got to do for Pete. So I can be anywhere and do that. But then here's the really cool thing. And this is this was its selling point. I can't believe this. I don't is why think it, I could make that in a, in an hour at Staples. Well, this is the reason why it was selling, and I think about it now, and I'm thinking this is probably the dumbest thing, and yet this was the reason why I bought it. But what was cooler is what I just told you: is my ability to be able to take photos of my notes, and it goes certain places. Like it'll yeah. go to my email. I can send it to his email. I can send it to Dropbox, Evernote, OneNote, whatever. Right? Just automatically. Right. Just when you take a picture, it automatically sends it. So it takes that extra step out. It takes everything out. I I send a a backup copy to me. I send it uh, to him via email. And then I also have it posted on Trello, which is, you know, in his assignments. And he's like, okay. So does it come with an app that you do this with? It's an app. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. But here's the reason why I bought it. It's microwavable. What? When you microwave this. It erases all the text and you get to reuse the notebook. What? Yeah. So like it uses these pens that you can <laughs> buy on Amazon, regular pens. It's it's a certain type of regular pen that's heat sensitive, apparently. And that's why it's got the funny design on the cover, because you were like looking at the cover laughing. You're supposed to put a, a mug of water right there to help absorb some of the microwaves when you no nuke way. it. And then when you nuke it, apparently the ink goes invisible and you get to reuse your notebook. That's actually like the coolest thing I've just about ever seen. And now I'm getting feelings reminiscent of how I came to faith because (laughs) the first time I heard the gospel, it was like someone holding up that notebook and I just laughed. And then the second time, you know, I listened and I was like, that's amazing. I need Jesus. Dude, I just had that moment, but with your notebook. What's the name of the John Cusack movie where he's standing out in front of the girl's house with the... Uh, say anything, right? Wasn't it say... Okay, it was say anything. Yeah. I love that line where he's like just holding up the boom box. 
<laughs> you can't even do that nowadays. No one has a boombox. I know. You can hold up your notebook, you, though. You're going to hold up if your you iPhone. Your iPhone. If you and I break up, you can stand outside with your microwavable notebook, like say anything, and stand on the hood of your car and hold it up. If we break awesome. up, we're done. <laughs> we're over. What? I didn't tell you. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you got a new pastor now. <laughs> His name's Justin, but I call him Hustling. <laughs> you hustled my Pete. You stole my Pete. You actually did write that in an email to me. I did. Which is what elicited my response. You mock my pastor. I'm no more tithing to your church. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> That's it. That's the final straw. I don't even tithe to your church anymore. You made fun of my pastor. <laughs> and let's face it, without Pete's tithe, you pretty much don't have a church. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember. I was going to hit you up for New Breed anyways, though. I was gonna be like, hey, now they're not giving to Refuge Long Beach. I remember uh, it was one of the very first meetings. Vision I was teasing, meetings. by the way. It was, was one of the very first vision meetings for Refuge Long Beach. And we were at the Holiday Inn, and you made some crack in front of some people. Oh, don't don't tick off Pete. He's a big tither. <laughs> he just started laughing, and I'm, and I'm laughing so hard because at that point in my life, I was so broke. I don't even remember the last time I had even considered tithing at a church. And I was I was just laughing. I'm like, that's awesome because I, I I knew that at the time. Yeah, I sure you did. I just say inappropriate things a lot just to make people laugh and make others uncomfortable. Usually works. Did you see um, Eric Kirkhoff's post on Facebook about the Super no. Bowl? I guess he just went to Costco and bought like this 65 inch TV, and he's like, all right, I'm doing the Super Bowl right or something like that. And everyone's like, what? That's huge. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like. So I, I I put on there, hey, call me when it's over 100 inches, which would be bigger than mine. <laughs> then he comments something back. It's not the size of the TV. It's how you use it. <laughs> and so then I, I comment back and I go, funny how guys with small TVs always seem to say that. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, that's just like the big church, small church feud. I, I, I don't understand. They do the same thing. The, uh, the guys with fast growing churches go, the only people that complain are people with small churches. That's funny. Oh, do they? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, so uh, we should probably actually get into our topic because uh, we've really smacked around on our smack. We should probably save our audience from us. <laughs> we probably should. Uh, Doc, take it away. Great, Scott. It's time for this week's topic. I so missed him. What What is this week's topic again? Strike teams. I don't even know what that means. Dang, because I was going to go, Pete, why don't you talk a little bit about that and tell our audience what that means? Can you please explain strike teams to us a little so, bit better? It, it, you know what a strike team is without knowing that you know what a strike team is. But a strike team is, you know, I wrote this little book. It was called Church Zero. Cha-ching! And uh, it was all about team church planting. And whether you're planting a church or not, team is very important. Your your congregation's health and even the leader's health is dependent upon you working in a team of elders. And so I lay down in the book that that team of elders is um, your apostolic guy from Ephesians 4, your prophetic leader, your evangelist, your shepherd, and your teacher. And so it's that team leadership model. But um, the way it differs in the sense of a strike team is kind of how you see Paul in Acts 20, verse 8. 
it mentions that he's strategically traveling around with, with, uh, or sorry, 20 verse four. It says that he's strategically traveling around with eight guys. And these guys are strategic. The way that we know this, this isn't haphazard, is it lists out each one's ethnicity or what region they're from. The reason that that's important is that Paul was obviously going to be sending these guys out to different areas. And yet he had them traveling together. And what we see in the New Testament is that Paul is traveling with bigger teams of guys that he's not going to deposit and leave behind. So let's say, for example, you come to me, you know, five years ago when I got back here, um, New Breed was just forming in America. And I would have guys like Charlie and uh, Mike Bonomo and um, Ruben and all the guys that we talk about, the usual suspects on here. Um, we would talk to them and we'd say, um, you know, come with us to plant and I'll train you. You know, that that was what we did. We didn't pay guys to plant churches. We didn't fund church planters, but we trained them. And what we said was this will all be hands on training. So it's not like jump school. Jump school was started because a lot of guys said, hey, I can't travel to L.A. or I can't travel to one of your hubs. So, um, you know, we started jump school. Cha-ching. Do I have to cha-ching when I mention jump school? No, it's only books. Okay. All right. The, your big problem, though, is you call everything jump school. You yeah. got the jump school yeah. training program. You got the jump school movie. You got the jump. And you're like, it's jump school. And like people are, uh, Which you have one? a conference so, named jump school. And I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it's so funny because when we were in Europe, jump school started there. Like that was what we called our weekends away or our training sessions were all called jump school. And then when I got here, I'm like, I'm making a film called jump school. This is such a cool name. And I was writing a book that I wanted to call A New Breed of Church, which became two books, Jump School, unpublished, and uh, Church Zero, published. And so, uh, and then and then I say to Pete, or maybe Pete said to Peyton, I don't remember, hey, let's make a course. And uh, so everything is Jump School. It's like the Lego movie. Everything is Jump School. Yeah. Everything is cool when you're part of the jump. I always have to like explain to people. Oh no, this is jump school's training. Oh no, no, that's jump school film. That's you know, wait till the, wait till. But we got a the, study guide coming. Yeah, out. I was going to say jump school study guide. <laughs> so uh, so all that to say, um, so so we would train guys. You know, like hands on. It wasn't just like come take my course, um, download you know my webinar, or it was literally. You come with me, and, and this is the New Testament model. When Paul runs, rolls into a city, he's got a posse of guys with him. He's got his star players. He's got Epaphroditus, Titus, Timothy. He's got Silas. He's got Barnabas. He's got all these guys, and they're all working together. There is heavy hitters. They could all, in and of themselves, plant a church, but why would they do it alone? See, the model we use today is that I go, my name's Bob. I want to plant a church in the Midwest. I'm going to go to Kansas City. I'm going to plant. And then everyone goes, okay, cool, Bob. We'll support you. What if Bob went with six other guys who wanted to church plant, but they agreed that what we're going to do is we're going to plant together. And so you plant the hub together. That's called a strike team. I, where you've got I, church I want planners. to correct you there. It's actually called a jump school strike team. Go on. 
It is a jump. In fact, sometimes we just nickname it jump school. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a strike team. And um, funny enough, we, we originally, we didn't know what to call them. And uh, we decided to call them strike teams based on jump school imagery. I'm just saying. But it's strike. It's like a commando team. Uh, you, 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 you're not a splinter cell. You're part of a team. It's like the dirty dozen, right? Um, each one of those guys had a job to do. So when you're looking at those, uh, five roles in Ephesians four, you start realizing, well, we might need a prophetic guy here to stir up gifts. We might need, you know, bring a, a sense of the supernatural. The apostolic guy's a team leader. He, uh, he kind of inspires everyone and gets them to risk and dare and penetrate. And then, uh, the evangelist, you know, he pretty much focused where the apostolic guy focuses on taking the church and getting it out. Um, the evangelist focused on the world and bringing it in. And the uh, shepherd takes care of them. And the teacher brings them to maturity in, in, in knowledge and word and applies the uh, doctrine to life and all that good stuff. You know, it, I, I guess for you, Pete. Just looking at you, um, it, it would kind of, <laughs> I wasn't being derogatory when I said that. Because <laughs> I'm just like sitting here looking at you like, okay. Well, you know, looking at you metaphorically, um, through a metaphorical lens, uh, with, with a metaphorical kaleidoscope in the middle, I, I would look at you and I'd say, you know, um, how much more powerful would it be if Pete started up a business with six more Pete's, right? All that hustle. All that knowledge, all that manpower, and boom, you know, they, there's just a lot more that can get done. Ironically, I would say um, it would ho- probably be a, a hot mess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because what you're talking about are is using the, the five-fold ministry. Yeah. Yes, there's a team, but they're not all alike. They're, yeah, they, ha- they fill very different roles. If I had a team of you know, four or five other guys who were not Pete's, but were still driven. Yeah. But had those different roles. Yeah. That would be a hot, hot ticket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is the point. You don't want five, six apostolic guys together, but, uh, no, you clash. First of all, there's so much overlap that you're going to clash. Yeah. You're totally going to clash. Yeah. But what what can work and what I think does work really well is how Paul is traveling with apostolic guys, but he is um, he's training them as he's going. So he's training, he's reproducing them. And so in that sense, them being like him is good because he's in a mentor relationship and he's modeling things to them, but he is going to release them. And so it's for it's it, there's like a time release on it, you know. It's a, it's a time release capsule. He's going to spread them out. And, and probably the best way to see this in action in the New Testament is in, in Ephesus where, you know, Paul camps out and, uh, we see it in a second missionary journey, like I said, but, um, but in Ephesus, that's where he's sending these guys. He's lecturing daily in the hall of tyrannies. He's setting up a training factory. You know, we've got train station, which funny enough, um, in Oceanside is, is um, isn't it the jump school train station? 
It is not the jump. We literally, like, I've been explaining it to people going, it's what jump school was in Wales, you know, for new breed. It's hands-on. It's you come to us and, you know, we're going to, we're going to teach you and train you, but it's a strike team. We've literally got guys coming together. I mean, it's cool that the train goes by my house, right? I mean, that just kind of fits, but we've literally got guys um, coming together who are form forming up teams you know it's it's kind of like the avengers assemble they're they're joining each other's teams a couple of them we've got guys who are coming down that you know they're from out of state or from there's there's two guys driving two and a half miles i mean uh, two and a half miles wow <laughs> Whoa. and uh, i live right next door um but but literally they're driving two and a half hours from a seminary they're graduating from a seminary and they're like hey you know we're uh we're coming down there to plant and and it's amazing we got a guy coming from riverside we got a guy coming from uh and this is an oceanside it just shows the need for this and we got another guy coming from uh huntington beach two guys actually and uh hector was coming for a while from long beach and uh and you can just really see like guys really need training and um so they're all coming, but but Paul's lecturing daily in the Hall of Tyrannus is groundbreaking stuff because what he does then is he's sending them out together as students. And that's the model that we're using in the church planning train station. We're going to be starting up a, a some of our new breed guys. We're just, you know, reproducing. We're saying, hey, you guys can do this. And you will create through doing this a citywide network of church planners who will come to you. And they will train. They'll they'll just come out of the woodwork because other networks aren't training them. And uh, you know, so that's kind of how it works, man. It's well, that's cool. cool. Is that so, does that mean we're done with this topic? Are we done with, with strike teams? Just come join train station and No, just, it wasn't a pitch for you? train station. It just it's a live model. Of, Isn't train station free, just out of curiosity? It is for now. I've told the guys, um, you know, donate, like we, we pay a lady to brew coffee and open up and set everything up for us. If they'd be like, bring um, a chicken, you know, that. Yeah. Helps pay for yeah. It. There's no cost associated with it right now, but I was meeting with some pastors yesterday. I didn't know the conversations and they're like, how, how much, how much do we need to pay you to, to, to start one of these? And I, I'm like, I wish I'd be with me right now. Cause I, I don't, you know, what's funny. I'm not the guy who has those conversations. What, what you we don't could do money. is you could do the barter system with, uh, with the guys that you train. Cause I, I get that church planners can be poor. Not all of them are, but they can be, but, uh, but yeah, you could totally do the barter, which is, you know, a, a focal point of like the new breed. Um, that's, that's exactly what we did. It's funny you say that. So, you know how, um. I've always had that thing about we don't charge our planners. Um, yes, which I totally reason, disagree with, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I've changed now, but but that all came because New Breed in Wales, there was no money. There was no money to fund anything. And the reality was the reason that we came together like that was um, we'd have a guy who was a lawyer or we'd have a guy who was a, uh, you know, he he had a a, a graphic artist in his church and we'd say, Look, we'll do this for you. You do this for us. And that's what happened. So jump, jump School Film, I must designate which Jump School, was originally much cheaper because the guy was in, in the network. And he's like, hey, you guys train me. I'll do this. And then later on, he's like, hey, I've started doing this for a living. I actually, it's going to take money from me. 
if I don't charge you more. So I'm going to need to charge you more. And it's taken a lot more work. I have to say the film is fantastic. Good stuff. Well, here's, here's a concept that uh, I'm going to share with all of our church planners who have made it this far <laughs> into this particular podcast. Because it's, Why are you saying this is a boring time? This is dynamite. This is going to be a big deal. No, I'm, I'm just afraid you. we lost a lot of people at, at, with our, our over-the-top smack talk today. <laughs> but you have to take my statement out. I'm just saying. I don't even remember what it was now. See, if you hadn't said that, I, I definitely wouldn't have. And I'm not even sure what it was now. But anyway. I do a singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to forget to take it out. So, um Here's a concept. I run a mastermind group with a bunch of guys and uh, they pay um, for the most part, $300 a month uh, to be in it. And it's, it's a once a month mastermind group. We meet over uh, Google hangout. And I had this one guy who's been in it for years and he reached a point where he's like, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I just need to save the $300 a month. And he's a chiropractor. So one of the things I said to him is I said, hey, why don't you um, – here, here's what we'll do. I'd rather still have you in the group. So since it's $300 a month or you know 3600 a year, I want you to give me transferable vouchers for $3,600 worth of your chiropractic services. You can give it to me up front, and that's going to be your payment for the year. And he goes, why would you want that? Because he lives like, or his office is pretty far from where I live. Like if I was going to go to a chiropractor, I'm not going to go to him because it's, I'm going to lose so much time and money just driving to the place. It's going to be ridiculous. Probably like an hour away. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. I would rather have that as an asset and not need it than to need it and not have it. Because what I can do with that is I can turn around and sell that. Like I could sell it on Craigslist for 50 cents on the dollar. You know, you want uh, $3,600 worth of gift certificates to this chiropractor over here? I'll sell it to you for $1,800. And that's $1,800, right? Mm -hmm. So my, my point is, like, mm -hmm. if you don't have a lot of money, you can look at these creative ways for creating money in your business, in your, uh, in your life. So. so what do you think of that? I think that's an amazing piece of advice from a marketer um, regarding church planning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to give people some options for, you know. It, it was actually fantastic, but you and I both know what was happening when you're talking. <laughs> I start down, this is for you, church planner. I start down this path about ready to drop a knowledge bomb. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, guys, I got a great way for you to like pay for stuff and you know make money and meanwhile i'm sure you heard it on the podcast peyton's like typing like a madman <laughs> and i get done and i'm like you're not even paying attention are you uh i gotta go i'm late for a meeting click <laughs> podcast over <laughs> now we're back and i'm like how do we start the podcast after we ended it it's such a about the mission john doe has the upper hand John Doe has the upper hand. I repeat, abort the mission. I so we why don't we have that sound clip? Why do we not? What's in the sound box? It's because it's banned in my house, but my wife stopped listening to the podcast. Well, hopefully our listeners haven't. <laughs> I don't know on this one, man. This one has been more smack talk. This has almost been like the Star Wars one where we're like, look, church planner, 
we're not, not even, even talking talk. about church planning. Yeah. It's, hey, but you know, talking about strike teams, I am going to say this. Um, strike teams are going to become a thing, guys. You, you, you may, um, in fact, there was a guy not long ago that I think we interviewed him. And, um, and he was talking and he's calling them cohorts, planning cohorts. And at a certain point, I'm like, so what inspired and he stopped and he goes, actually, you did. I read Church Zero. Come to think, I didn't even realize I'm on the show. I read your book and it was cha-ching. You know, it was a, it was a great cha-ching moment. But these, the, you're going to hear more about strike teams. When, whenever I explain, I was sitting with a group of pastors yesterday and I was talking to them about it, and they're in Kansas City, and they're like, we're totally going to do this. This makes so much more sense than sending a guy out on his own and kind of saying, hey, good luck. What if you had a bunch of star players? That's like putting a dream team together. Remember Space Jam? Not only did you have Shaq, I did not but watch. you had Bugs Bunny on the same basketball I team. Watch, I mean, come on. I did not watch Space Jam. <laughs> Happy to say. I watched it because it was a cartoon. That was about it. But uh, a basketball fan, I'm not. But uh, but yeah, anyways, so, you know, it, it. I believe, guys, that as the world turns more like the first century, which is what secularization and post-Christian is. Post-Christian, by the way, is another way of saying it's just becoming pre-Christian. It's becoming uh, anti-Christian or anti-Christ. It's becoming like the world that Paul planted in. A post-Christian society and a pre-Christian society aren't that much different from each other. And so a lot of the principles in the book of Acts are making sense to people now. C.S. Lewis is making sense to people now because in Britain back then, he was where we are today, society-wise. The culture is the same now. And C.S. Lewis wrote into that paradigm, what C.S. Lewis said, a lot of it didn't make sense in the 80s, where we had the booms, the baby boomers going to church. We had a big Christian explosion. But it's making sense now to people. They're rediscovering, going, oh, my gosh, this guy's brilliant. Because he's writing uh, 60 years ago in Britain, which is parallel with where we're at today. And because of that, what I'm saying is we're going to see a return to first century style church planning and this is the part, this is, if you pick up my book, um, and I got to cha-ching this, don't I? Um, the Ninja Church Planner, cha-ching! Uh, it's an ebook. If you go to peytonjones.ninja, it's on there, and um, you can download that free ebook. I don't know what you'll find on petemitchell.ninja, but I know you bought a Ninja domain. I don't know why you just did cha-ching if you're giving away a book for free. Because I get your email. I think you should be a, a flat tire. Cha-ching! <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you can pick up my book, uh, The Ninja Planner. There you go. I love you. Like, I got your email, but I don't do anything with it, but I got it. I got your email. <laughs> We're not allowed to hang out, are we? God should never let us be friends, man. I Anyway, <laughs> I just need to move on. I was going to say something, but I'm not. So anyways, um, yes, I need to move on too because a sketch from Monty Python is coming to mind. But, uh, but all that to say, one. you're going to see a return to first century style church planning. Ninja church planning is more of the apostolic church planning side of things. 
But this team, one of the points I raise in that book, and it's just an ebook, it's actually an intro uh, for a bigger book that I'll be writing. Wait, wait, wait. Jump School? It's going to be called uh, <laughs> Jump School with the Kung Fu Grit. Wow. <laughs> That's something. Hey, you know what? I just signed a book contract. Like, I just signed it. I can't say who it is yet until they go public, but here's a deal, man. Um, that, that book, they they don't like my title, but how about this? What was your title? title? It was remission, R E colon mission. And, uh, I knew, I knew that that would at least get attention and it didn't, it worked, but you know, you and I both know it's a sucky title, but how would this be for a great book title? How to make church not suck. I don't think that'd be a good book. I don't think you should put suck in a title to the Christian market. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how to what if you define it like how to make church not suck like cheese or suck cheese can you say suck cheese i don't think you like no book? you need to stay away from suck okay how to how to, <laughs> i just had a space balls clip go through my head how, how to not make your church blow chunks how about that i think you need to stay away from the word blow how about <laughs> just how to not make your church bite. I think I think the name of your next book should be Mission Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it gets the big Japanese robots on the cover. Ooh, like Pacific Rim? The, you know, that's how they came up with Church Zero, right? The, the, t- the title, they asked me, this is all serious now. They said, what do you want on the cover of your book so that we can give it to our design team? And I literally told them, Japanese robots fighting each other. Manga robots fighting each other. And they came back and they're laughing and they said, why? And I said, because I've never seen a Christian book with that on the cover. And if I were walking through a Christian bookshop, I would stop and look at it and go, what in the heck is this? And that's what I want people to do. What was the name of it? The new Um, breed of church? At the beginning, it was called a new breed of church. Yeah. And it was, I was thinking like it would be awesome to have Kind of like rock'em sock'em robots, like giant Japanese manga rock'em sock'ems on the on the front. Because the very first chapters, this is gonna hurt, and um, and it was punchy. It was it was it had some parts where it punches you in the mouth. So I thought that'd be a great, but they didn't go for it. No, and they came up with a genius idea. <laughs> no, no kidding, right? They're like, what? Well, kind of looks Japanese. Church zur. <laughs> They're like, well, it kind of looks Japanese. But I was like, man, we should have had the robots. This is how you can tell that people who run businesses are not marketers. No. Like, they're just not. They don't They don't get it. Yeah. The headline is everything. The title is everything. So what should be a good, good title for my next book? We the, should have a competition. The Complete Minister's Handbook. <laughs> <laughs> That's our Kickstarter project, Pete. We're going to do it where you can microwave it. Dude, I loved how that's what we were talking about either last week or two weeks ago. You're like, yeah, it's called the minister's handbook or the minister's. What was it? It was the minister's handbook. Yeah. the minister, And I'm like, we're going to do a new one. It's the complete minister's handbook. <laughs> we totally need to do one after we did our funeral. I'm like, brother, you know, people don't know how to do this stuff and they need to know. But anyways. Back to strike team. Should we talk about that for a few minutes before we sign off? Or are we out of time? Probably should. I don't know where we're going to go with it because I honestly don't remember where we came. So we talked about where we 
actually spoke about, let's see, go back, go back. Okay, first century, it's important, and the idea is Paul did it, and it's the future, and Pete for president, and Churchill by Ching, and pretty much then we got here. And where that leaves us is to say, how do you do it then? So here's what I do. When everybody comes together and we're planting the first church, I kind of tell them, look, I'm not going to use you. I'm a serial planner. I'm not going to stay here. I mean, you 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 can bear this out, right? Um, pretty much like Paul has stayed for just over three years and, uh, you know, established that as a hub and then said, from day one, I'm not staying here. I'll train you guys to plan out and we will send you. And we were good to our word. But it takes a strong leader to do that. It takes someone who has faith in the working of the Holy Spirit to do that. And you have to be ready to give away your best people. Um, like we said, a couple podcasts, last couple podcasts, your first stringers go and the first plant out. The second stringers go and the next plant out. The third stringers go. And then what you're doing is you're pulling from the stands because there's no one left on the bench anymore to pull from. So basically what that looks like is you are taking um, these church planners and you train them in their small groups. So we have like our cogs, our little small groups, our missional communities. We are we have those as practice church plants, really. We're training each one of those guys. He's leading every week. And I would go to every single one of them for the first few months. And I would, you know, I'd rotate them. I'd start them, um, rotate, be there, you know, the first few um uh, months, I would, you know, kind of do everything the first month, show him what I want, then start giving him things to do. You open with a devotional, then we'll kick into worship, then we'll to kick into discussion. Okay, now you take discussion a few weeks later. Okay, now you do the communion. Okay, now you do this. Okay, now you lead prayer. Now, and I would coach him the whole way. This is what you're doing wrong, or this is what you did really good. And then eventually those each become church plants. So those become core teams. Does that make sense? It does. So so you're hardwiring into your church itself really little cells that are going to break off. And what eventually happens is as you're pouring into them, um, you're spending a couple years. So they realize they're not all going out the first year. It depends on the readiness. And you can strategically plan that. Well, like obviously Charlie was more ready than Ruben, right? Um you know, and so you, it goes through a pecking order of who's going to be the most ready. And, um, and so that, that's what happens. You are, you do a lot of discipleship. You spend a lot of time with these guys. I met with them weekly. I still talk on the phone with all of them every single week to this day. Um, you know, it, it's just discipleship and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of, uh, time. But right now I'm doing the same exact thing in San Diego now with the church that I'm working out of. We're, we're starting strike teams on Mondays and they're bigger now. You know, we got more people and that's what I do best. It's a hall of tyrannous model. It's training them. It's getting them out. And then what I do is I send them out. So right now I'll be sending them out to like a strip mall and targeting them on that strip mall and saying, Hey, you got six weeks to target that strip mall. What are you going to do there? And like I mentioned recently that one of our guys um, he anticipated the assignment and he went out there with uh, a Starbucks traveler son on a bus bus stop. Morning was getting cold. He gave him coffee 
And he led the guy to Jesus on the mm. on the bus stop right there, just having a conversation. Guy said, you know, I'm not going to get on my bus right now. 50-year-old black guy sat there talking to him and got saved. Really? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? It's because you, you asked me to do stuff. You're talking to me about all this front line and Paul didn't minister in buildings. And he just went out where the people were. So he did it. You know, we kept telling him, we're going to make you do stuff in here. Wow. You know, it's going to be practical. And and that's what a church plan is, really. When you're doing a strike team, they're practicing. I would tell my guys, I'd say, look, uh, Bonomo, and, and, and I'm going to pick on Bonomo here. I've mentioned the gold party he threw <laughs> to raise money for funds. And I'm like, not only are they ripping you off, Mike, you're ripping them off. Like, you know, you're ripping your people off. Hey, come support my mission. He's like, I throw a gold party so I can, like, raise support. And uh, and we told him, you can't do that. It's like selling Amway in church, man. You can't do that stuff. But he made a big mistake. And so uh, I told him early on, I said, hey, guys, you know, all the mistakes that you make, make them now. This is the place to make the mistakes because I'm here to clean up the mess. Everyone knows you're knucklehead. They know that you're training. They know that, you know, you're finding your feet. And that's how you do it, you know? Hmm. And so it goes on the schedule. They launch out. You know, Paul in three years launched out six other churches. And those were the seven churches of Asia coming out of Ephesus. So um, very much you're hearing people talk about an Antioch model. I favor an Ephesus model. That's how I work best. I'm a trainer. Like Paul, I stay in one spot now. I train for a while and I send a bunch of guys out from one hub. I dig it, man. I dig it. Well, I think we're about out of time. So uh, I don't know if you had any final thoughts that you wanted to throw out there. Church zero. Cha-ching. I haven't cha-chinged a lot in a long time. I, you know, I got to get it out. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Peyton Jones, not Ninja. <laughs> well, in closing, I would just like to bring up a great little handy service that we have used at Refuge Long Beach and have promoted to many a church. It's called SimplifyChurch.com. And Peyton, what do they do? They simplify me. <laughs> Was that Batman? Were you going for Batman? <laughs> no, I wasn't. But that would be good. Great Scott. No, I can't do him Simplify right now because I got a cold. What's that? Simplify Church. How does that, <laughs> do Batman with Simplify Church. All right. Simplify me. Simplify me. How's that? <laughs> that, that was good. I kind of like that. <laughs> So uh, Simplify Church, they handle all the stuff that you don't like to do as a pastor. Don't like to do. (laughs) Bookkeeping. (laughs) I was waiting. I'm like looking at you. Is he going to do it? Yeah, I'm just waiting to. You don't. I'm like Batman. I'm Batman. I strike out of the shadows when you don't expect me. Payroll. Payroll. (laughs) (laughs) Insurance. Nothing? What? Nothing on the church? You expect you expect Batman. Batman never now I'm Bruce Wayne. They do all the stuff you don't want to do, so you don't have to do it. Head on over to simplifychurch.com. Head on over, punk. I'm Batman. <laughs> These guys are gonna be like, why are we still advertising on that horrible podcast? I am the darkness. I am the night of bookkeeping. Simplifychurch.com. How's that? <laughs> Na 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 simplify 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 me na 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 simplify zap zing cha ching 
equate some. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give our sign out so that way the people who haven't ended our podcast can officially end our podcast. Pretty much we say the best for last. That was some that was some good advertising right there, Pete. That that was. No one would ever believe you're a marketer if they heard how we do commercials. I don't please well, yeah, I'm killing my own business with this stupid podcast. I, I actually snorted just then. That was that was that was amazing. All right. Um I don't snort often, but uh hey, when I do, Church Planner, you've been with the Church Planner podcast. This has been Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones reminding you if you want to reach once no one's reaching. You need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music.